as one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Into the republic for which it stands. The Democratic National Committee is located in the Watergate office building. The burglars forced a stairwell door, then taped its latch open. Well, I'm not a crook. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. One nation under God. This is as close as we can get to the base of the World Trade Center. And you can see the two towers, a huge explosion now raining debris on all of us. We better get out of the way. Good Lord, there are no words. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Title IX, the landmark civil rights law. It marked a watershed moment for women's rights when it passed in 1972. And the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. Legal Anatomy of Current Events, preparing for launch. Legal Anatomy of Current Events, launch sequence started. D-16, IU green to go, propellants pressurized. T minus 15, legal anatomy of current events. SC ready and green to go. T minus 14, FOS ready, green to go. T minus 12, S1C fuel tank pressurized. T minus 11, SC green to go. Legal anatomy of current events, green to go. T minus 10, internal power, green to go. LES ready for ignition. T minus 9, 8, 7. We have ignition. Five, four, commit for launch. Green, three, two, one. We have liftoff. Repeat, we have liftoff. Legal anatomy of current events, all for you. Now, on the air, target locked. Hello, America. This is Brad Pollock bringing you a, a podcast concerning what I think is an interesting topic. We're going to talk about a little bit about rap music and how it's used in courtrooms, whether it's a expression or, uh, or a confession, uh, how rap music should be used. Um, rap lyrics have found a, a contentious place in America's courtrooms, uh, particularly in criminal trials. In some cases, prosecutors have argued that rap lyrics should be used as evidence in a defendant's guilt as they can reflect a criminal intent, criminal intent, remember that, admission of guilt, or expose a pattern of criminal behavior. Um, conversely, critics argue that the use of rap lyrics as evidence infringes upon First Amendment rights, promotes racial bias, and misconstrues the artistic nature of the music genre. Uh, the federal rules of evidence play a crucial role in the debate, uh, guiding when and how such evidence can be admitted. It's important that we remember uh, throughout this entire communication, uh, this entire show um, that, or podcast, that the federal rules of evidence have the last say. It's the, how the judge interprets the federal rules of evidence. However, we can show and we can lead to a number of different times when rap music lyrics have been used against rappers for, um, in their criminal cases. Sometimes it's led to convictions. Sometimes it's led to acquittals. 
Uh, sometimes, evidently, the juries have thought that's important, and other times they haven't. Uh, we have a 6-9, and I'm going to be talking about de- different rappers. And uh, for those of you who are new to it, the, there are different rappers with names, and you just have to go with me on it. And then there are other rappers who uh, you'll, you'll recognize. But, um, you know, what, what I want you to do when we talk about these, 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 these rappers and we talk about what's going on, I want you to exp- uh, think about some of the, the lyrics I'm going to talk to you about. And I want you to think about how they play in to what's going on with respect to uh, music and with respect to entertainment or freedom of expression. Rappers tend to want to express more than a lot of people do in their songs. Uh, so at, at times they're expressing things that they think they've lived or they've had people who have lived uh, the circumstances that they rap about uh, or they're trying to tell a story. But I want you to think about uh, what, what it was like if you look at history about when rock and roll came in. And rock and roll came into existence and uh, people were singing. Elvis Presley was out there uh, gyrating around, as people were saying, and doing all his music. And people didn't like him. They thought he was a bad example. They thought he was somebody who uh, you, they, they didn't want to listen to his music, while a whole lot of people thought he was great. Um, you know, he sang a song, I think it was him that sang the song, I'm All Shook Up. And, you know, you start taking that literally. Was he really shook up uh, when he was singing? The Beatles sang a song saying, we all live in a yellow submarine. Uh, Is that something that the lyrics could be used as saying what they thought? Um, Carrie Underwood has a song that says, before he cheats. And she talks about ripping the guy's car apart and doing all sorts of things uh, while he's in the bar cheating. Uh, the, um, uh, there was a song by the Dixie Chicks, Goodbye Earl, that um, glorified the death of Earl, as I remember. He was a, 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 a abuser, but death, it glorified the death of Earl. Um, there's a song that's uh, fairly popular right now that's called Wait in the Truck. That's uh, Lanny Wilson and Will Hardy sing. And Reba McIntyre talked about the lights went, when the lights went out in Georgia. She sang a song about um, killing, uh, 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 cheating, or her, her brother's cheating wife. And you stop and think, should those songs, and I'm doing this because a lot of people that listen to rap take the rap songs a lot like the country people take the songs that I've just talked about and rock and roll take their songs I just talked about. Should those songs be ones that would help in the prosecution or be cast doubt about the honesty and integrity and the lawfulness and law-abiding nature of the, of the musicians who, who sang those songs? But yet we have times when songs are being used and the lyrics and songs are being used to prosecute people. Uh, Six Nine in 2018 uh, had a racketeering trial. Um, he was uh, granted the privilege, uh, I guess we can call it the privilege, to explain violent lyrics from his breakout single, Gumbo, uh, which include lines like, shoot at me, I'm shooting back, I'm getting buckets, and I ain't want to take his life. But N-A-F-K it. Um, and uh, the, he, he was eventually convicted. And he ended up spending a couple of years in prison. I think uh, he met with an unhappy death um, that, that occurred. Um, but it was uh, his lyrics that gave him some problems. We have uh, Bobby Shmurda, who in 2014, uh, was uh, um, his songs were used in a, in a case that he was involved in, um, where he was talking about selling crack um, since the fifth grade, uh, and the, the lyrics were being used for, for trying to convict him. We had Boozy in 2012, 
when uh, Boozy was known as L- Little Boozy or Little Boozy. He was accused of paying a man $2,800 to kill another man in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, prosecutors called out a line heard in his song, uh, 187, and it's saying, any N.A. who ever tried to play me, they dead now, uh, plus the words murk and cake, which are slang for murder and money. He was found not guilty in that case. Um, we got Meek Mill, who caught a gun and, 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 and drug conviction in 2018 and was on probation for his entire adult life uh, until 2019. Uh, I'm sorry, the conviction was in 2008. Um, on a 2012 remix of Drake's The Ride, he rapped the following lyrics about the Philadelphia district attorney. The DA said she hate me, but I don't understand when I just rocked a show in front of 50,000 fans. I think that BH racist, she's probably in the Klan, she'd take her pain out on me, but she'd probably need a man. Um, pretty, pretty inflammatory phrases, uh, which caused the DA to issue a warning that he was still under supervision. And uh, as such, he had to uh, respect the judge, the prosecutor, and the police. Um, I, you know, I understand respecting when you're on supervision and respecting the judge and the police. I don't know about the prosecutor. I think there's uh, the rights to maybe um, always challenge what a prosecutor is doing if you're a defendant in a case. Uh, we have uh, Draco the ru- Ruler, who was, um, who, was, who was stabbed to death in 2020. Um, before he was stabbed to death, um, he had to overcome a pair of murder cases where the prosecutor attempted to paint him as the leader of a gang, uh, the stink team uh, that committed homicides. Uh, and, and they use um, lyrics from his songs to help set the stage. Uh, sheesh, everything I state is facts. Uh, I'm not these other street NS, uh, BH. I can really rap. I'm riding around town with a Tommy gun and a Jag, uh, and you can disregard the yelling RJ tied up in the back. Um, you have Mayhem Mal, who uh, was, was charged with some murder charges. Uh, and, and, you know, somebody we look at now and talk about it was Snoop Dogg. Uh, he was once tried for first-degree murder in 1993. His bodyguard allegedly shot and killed a member of the rival Bloods gang while inside um, Snoop's car. Earlier that year, Snoop released Murder Was the Case, and the song was played during the trial. Uh, during his skit at the beginning, uh, a featured guest says, Man, hand me my mother FG Glock. Man, give me another clip because I'm going to smoke this fool. However, both, both Snoop and his bodyguard were found not guilty. Uh, you have Mac Phillips, uh, who was um, a former uh, member of the Master P's iconic No Limit label. Uh, he was recently granted clemency after serving 21 years for a murder uh, many believe he didn't commit. Uh, In fact, he had five witnesses that later said that they were coerced by the police. Uh, The authorities demonized Phipps uh, with lyrics recorded under his alter ego, the camouflage assassin, including murder, 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 kill, kill. It's real. You crossed me wrong. Don't think I forgot you. Just waiting on you to chill. Um, And he also included lyrics saying, if you F with me, I'll put a bullet in your brain. Uh, those lyrics were played at his criminal 
trial, at which point he now has spent over 20 years in prison. Um, so, you know, you got to think about that. YMW Melly uh, um, faced a death penalty trial where, uh, or faces one, I think the jury is still being selected in that case, is considered to be a six to eight month trial where the, the prosecutor is given notice that he plans on um, uh, uh, using lyrics in the songs that, um, that, have, uh, that YNWMLE has, has produced, and he's going to use lyrics. And then maybe the wildest example of a song landing a rapper behind bars is Tay K's The Race, which has been viewed more than 227 million times on YouTube. Tay K recounts doing the dash while in a house arrest in connection to a fatal 2016 robbery in Dallas. Um, his words were, chop a tear your, your duties into fish filet. I, I, I woke up to Moody. Who gonna die today? Um, he said they were just a couple of um, the, the, of songs that he wrote. He he never even felt that they were gonna be uh, associated with him supposedly committing murder. Uh, he's now serving a 55 year sentence. And so you stop and think about what has happened with respect to being able to bring songs in uh, and the lyrics in. Uh, there's been from the last count over 500 times that the lyrics of songs have been used to try to get rappers or try and find them guilty and, and, and find them responsible for what they've done. Uh, so what is it? Is it rappers who are putting words to music and to lyrics and actually confessing a crime? Because let me tell you something. If you confess a crime, you confess a crime. If you confess a murder, you confess a murder. And is there something special that we should look at if it's done to music? versus uh, if it's not done to music, if they would have just said those words uh, to, to a DA or to a police officer, should, those be, should you be allowed to use those words at that point? Uh, the fact that they put it to music and say it's artistic, artistic expression, does that make it somehow protected under the First Amendment? And uh, that's the question we have when we, when we start talking about whether this, this type of music can be used in, in a courtroom. Is it under 403? Uh, is it more prejudicial than it is probative? That's men, many times the exact wording that the courts want to look at is more prejudicial than probative. And a lot of times courts use a comparison evaluation as to whether or not the, the, the evidence that's going to be brought in, is it, um, if it's the le least bit probative or it could be considered probative, uh, they, then, they then look and see whether the music is more inflammatory than the very act for which the rapper is being charged. If it's more inflammatory, it's a comparison method, then it would be kept out. But if it's not, then it's kept in. Um, so what, what are the arguments for the use of rap lyrics as evidence? Uh, the proponents of using rap lyrics in criminal trials emphasize the relevance and potential value of such evidence. They are, their argument rests on several premises. First is admissions and confessions. They post that rap lyrics may serve as tacit admissions or confessions of criminal behavior. All right? People go out and commit criminal crimes and crimes, and they want to brag about it. It, it, it never ceases to amaze me that you have people who want to do that. They go commit a crime, and then they want to go commit to the, or brag about it to the public. You'd think they want to just make sure they get away with it. But some of them want to make sure everybody knows they did it and then get away with it. The, uh, this argument views rap lyrics as analogous to a defendant's spoken or written statements outside the courtroom. 
Well, I don't know where they come up with it. It's analogous to a defendant's spoken or written statements outside of the courtroom. They are, in fact. They are, in fact, spoken or written statements that are outside the courtroom. And if, in fact, they are true, the fact that you put music to, to them, does that really protect a person's First Amendment rights? And some of the stuff that I'm throwing out that I want you to think about is, is stuff that I want you to, to think about uh, a lot concerning whether or not um, th- this rap music should be allowed in uh, and the lyrics should be allowed into court. Uh, they, the, the, those proponents of for using it say it's a demonstration of intent or knowledge. It is asserted that the lyrics can show the defendant's criminal intent and knowledge. This comes into play especially when the lyrics depict detailed, specific acts aligning with the crime in question. Now, once again, you may be going overboard if you're, if you're a musician and you decide you, and you go out and commit a crime or you decide you're going to commit a crime and then you start detailing it in a song. Is that really First Amendment protection? Should it be? Is that really an expression, a freedom of expression, or is that something that should be taken uh, seriously and, and should be used against the, the person if, in fact, the acts occur and there's a reason to believe that they, they can be hooked into the, the musician or the rapper? And then there's character evidence and pattern of behavior. Uh, many suggest that uh, rap lyrics can demonstrate a defendant's character or pattern of behavior suggesting a predisposition to commit certain crimes. I would th- propose to you that it's not just rap lyrics. At the beginning of this, this podcast, I talked to you about a number of different musicians who have songs out there that maybe show predisposition uh, for different reasons. Um, is it a predisposition to say in Goodbye Earl that the, tics, that the Dixie Chicks have a, a belief on what should happen to uh, abusers, to people who cause uh, physical harm to their, to their spouses? Is there a predisposition of what Lainey Wilson and Will Hardy believe in, in the song Wait in the Truck as to what should happen to somebody who abuses uh, a girlfriend or a wife? And uh, is there a predisposition from Reba McIntyre when we talk about when the lights went out in Georgia? I don't think any of those people should or, or can be charged with a crime. I don't think it talks about evidence. But what if something in their family happens that would cause these lyrics to come into character, would come into play? Uh, or are we just talking about it being used against rap music and against rap lyrics? And, and that's what we have to f- try and figure out. Under the federal rules of evidence, uh, lyri- the lyrics can be admissible as exceptions to hearsay. That's Rule 801, the hearsay exceptions. You can look it up, CR, well, it'd be the federal rules of evidence, FRE 801. You can see what the rules of evidence are. And they, be, they can be considered as evidence of the defendant's character or motive, which are Rules 404 and 405. Now, there are, then let's go again, talk about the, what's against the use of rap lyrics as evidence. Uh, those opposed to using rap lyrics in criminal trials point to several key issues. The first one they like to point to all the time is the First Amendment rights. They argue that using lyrics as evidence infringes upon the defendant's freedom of speech. They posit that lyrics are a form of artistic expression and should be protected, not weaponized. All right, so... Really? <laughs> That's say. Is that what we're going to say? Uh, you can confess to a crime. You can brag about a crime. You can confess to a murder or physical harm to somebody or brag about it because you put it to music. 
Uh, is there really uh, a, a, a right of freedom of speech if you're talking about how you've committed some kind of murder or how you're going to commit some kind of murder? Uh, is there a right of freedom of expression, though, to express, as we've seen in other genres of music, is there a right of freedom of expression to talk about and to discuss what um, some people think should happen to abusive people, what should happen to, to uh, 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 spouse abuse, should happen with respect to people who uh, have committed crimes or, or doing things in society that are harmful to others, and what should happen to them. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a hard question that we have to decide. Remember, we're not deciding whether a person is guilty or innocent in this podcast. We're just deciding whether or not the lyrics from a song can be used against, let's say, the songwriter, let's say, the producer, let's say, the talent who is, who is singing the song or rapping the song. Uh, other reasons for against using the rap uh, lyrics as evidence is the risk of prejudice. Uh, they highlight the potential for these lyrics to unfairly prejudice uh, the jury against the defendant. Uh, rap as a genre is often associated with violence uh, and, criminal and criminal behavior. It's used as evidence uh, that may introduce bias. Uh, now, it is what it is. We're talking about who they are. We're talking about uh, what kind of music they, 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 uh, they advance. Um, I, I, I brought up some country songs because I'm a country fan. I like country music. Uh, never at any time did I ever think when I would listen to... Um, the, the song from Reba McIntyre that she was the type of person who would go out and kill somebody. Never at any time. And the song, the fact she was singing the song, I saw it as just as that, as a song. And maybe, maybe it was a, a, first, a first Amendment uh, um, uh, right of expression that she was exercising. I never at any time have felt that uh, the Dixie Chicks would even expound or, or, or push uh, or espouse the, the idea of killing Earl or killing somebody who was like Earl in a marriage. Nor did I ever at any time think that Lainey Wilson or Will Hardy were, were trying to say that that's what should happen, should happen either. Should I give the same leeway to rappers? And if not, why not? And should we be saying, hey, rappers are different? And for what reason would we say rappers are different? What, what's the reason? What, why, why would we say that? And why should, and, and really, if, if we think the music lyrics are artistic expression by the, the, some of the performers I've talked about, shouldn't we think they're artistic expression for rappers? Once again, I'm not telling you one way or the other. This is food for thought. To, to get you to, to give an idea and understand what's happening. Um, uh, but, you know, th let's talk about what people think against the use of rap lyrics as evidence. Uh, the First Amendment rights. We've got uh, critics agree that using lyrics as evidence infringes upon the defendant's freedom of speech. Uh, they posit that the lyrics are a form of artistic expression, should be protected and not weaponized. However, you've got DAs who've said, if you're going to brag about a song, or I'm sorry, if you're going to brag about a criminal act, I don't care if you put lyrics to it or if you make it into a poem or if you just say it. 
I'm going to use it against you. And that's fair game. If you're going to get yourself involved in uh, going the next step to where you have a potential of being charged, you have a potential of having uh, your words used against you, you have to understand that, yes, we have rights to freedom of speech. Yes, we have rights to freedom of expression. But at the same time, we have to understand there's limits on that. And we have to understand that if we want to say something, do we want people to take it literally or do we want to take it as artistic expression? And how are we going to make sure that it's understood one way or the other? Uh, The risk of prejudice. They highlight the potential for these lyrics to unfairly prejudice the jury against the defendant. Um, Well, you know, rap is a, a form of music where it talks about a lot of criminal activity. It talks about criminal activity. It talks about a lot of violence. It talks about a lot of, of toughness and hardness. Uh, you get into that genre of music and you start playing it. You have people start listening to it. You have people trying to understand what you're saying. You might be leaving yourself open. And now, once again, uh, sometimes we've got to understand or try and figure out what these artists are doing to get people think the other way. Um, you know, I, I use Snoop Dogg as, a, as a somewhat of an example now. Uh, you know, at one time he was looked at as somebody that his lyrics uh, were criminal in nature. And now I think half the world, if not a whole bunch, of the world loves him. Um, yes, he was put on TV. Yes, people decided to love him on his commercials. And he seems like a great guy. Uh, you know, maybe he's got the leeway now and the ability to be able to um, bring in his music and, and have it, uh, it, it, it interpreted in a way that they understand that this guy would never do that and he's not really saying to do that, but it's just a form of music. And then, of course, a racial bias. Um, you know, I, I don't want to exp- uh, expound on that too much because I think that's something that people have to understand one way or the other. Uh, if they, if you know, the, the first thing a jury has to decide if they're uh, sitting and they're going to be uh, act as jurors and stand in judgment of somebody who is of different color and different different rationality or different race or even a different sex then th- that's something that needs to be addressed in Vardir. It needs to be expressed by the jurors. You want br- jurors to give brutal honesty in their feelings. Or, you know, I haven't done a trial yet where at some point someone doesn't ask the jurors before they're selected or before they're approved, is there anything that would keep you from being able to be a fair and impartial juror in this case? And I have not had a trial yet, and I'm talking about 50 years of practice, folks. I haven't had a trial yet, well, a little less than 50 years, but close. Uh, I haven't had a trial yet where the, the judge hasn't said, if you have something you want to bring up and you want to bring it up in private, you just raise your hand and say that. And the, the, the attorneys and the judge and that particular potential juror will go into the jury room or in the judge's chambers and they'll talk about the, whatever your feelings might be. So what are we talking about? If you think you have a racial bias, you should be bringing it up. You should be talking about it. You should be trying to to, to get some kind of uh, uh, f- facts out there that lets people know um, exactly what the, uh, what the laws are or what your bias is and what it is. And if you have a racial bias, then get off the jury. Don't be on it, period. That's not where you belong and it's not what you should be doing. And it's not because you, you're a bad juror and it's not because you're a bad person. It's just because you don't fit for that particular case. And you should get off of it because every defendant deserves a fair trial, I hope, um, and, and an unbiased juror. So what are we doing about uh, this, this, this dichotomy that exists about rap lyrics? 
Well, we have a California law that got passed. Um, California prosecutors now need to show a judge that the lyrics were written around the time of the crime. Might be pretty important uh, that's being alleged. Mind you, it doesn't say after or before. It's around the time. So it could be after or before. Uh, They have some specific similarity to the crime. That seems fair. There should be some similarity to the crime, uh, and and or or they have to de- depict factual details. Okay, if you're dumb enough to go out and commit a crime like that, and you're going to start putting factual details into the song, especially that only somebody who's committing the crime might know about, I think it's fair game, and that that's just me talking. You know, you could be completely wrong with that, and maybe you say that's not fair either. But um, uh, but it, it's got to if it depicts factual details about the crime that are not known to the public that are not already known to the public, then they're going to be able to bring it in, and that's going to be the the case that's going to have to um, that's going to be done. Now we also have Congress that is taking up as of April 28th, they're taking up um, the Rap Act that would limit using lyrics as court evidence. Um, this act was actually brought up before in July, but it fell short because it wasn't enacted before the last session ended. Um, The bill is the first of its kind in a federal court. It talks about halting or giving more um, restricted uses of of when um, you can use music expression to as as evidence in a court of law and when it can actually uh, be um, used and when it and what you what can be said. uh, we have to understand that speech can be through the written word, it can be through the spoken word, it can be through a painting, it can be through a literary offering, through a visual depiction, it can be through music, it can be through a poem, it can be through a number of different ways. And we now uh, are, are sophisticated enough to realize that sometimes that's merely expression and it doesn't mean anything. Uh, is this going to be important? Uh, I would invite all of you to look up and give it a little time and, and spend some time looking at what's going on right now as the Young Thug Rico case is going on. Uh, we've had a, that that's a six month, nine month trial. It, there there's 14 other defendants in the case, and his the 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 plaintiff or the prosecution has already said they intend to put his music on display in the trial, and the defense has already said no. Uh, the question is: Is uh, is Rule 403 going to allow the the, the, the uh, evidence to come in? And if it does, uh, is it right? And w- one of the beautiful things about uh, our legal system, or that sh- there should be about our legal system, is that it constantly changes to meet the needs of the American public. If you have you, any issues, or if you have any ideas, or if you have any thoughts that you want to share with uh, us at Bell and Pollock, uh, please feel free to contact us at info at legalanatomy.net. I did have, let's see if I can find it real quick. I, I have an idiom, um, a couple of them I, that I was thinking I could use. Um, sometimes rap music blows the whistle on people. And when we talk about blowing the whistle, we're talking about it reports an illegal or unacceptable activity to the authorities, and it's going to be used. And um, uh, sometimes rappers tend to blow their own trumpet. And maybe we have other musicians who do that too, but that means they brag or emphasize uh, their own contributions or their own actions or their own deeds. And we have to understand that maybe that's not the, the best. And what it will normally result in is they have to face the music. And that means they have to deal with the consequences of their actions. So um, think about it. Food for thought. 
if anybody needs uh, or wants to talk to us, you know how to reach us. We're Bell and Pollock, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. <laughs>